a word about your mouth. The fact that your teeth, at least as far as Medicare is concerned, aren't classed as part of your body and therefore aren't covered by the scheme is a well-worn topic, not just here on the Health Report. In the lead-up to the last federal election, there were renewed calls for dental to be part of Medicare. It didn't happen, but what followed was a Senate inquiry into dental services in Australia. Its report, aptly named A System in Decay, was handed down late last year, finding that services remain inequitable. Leslie Russell is an adjunct associate professor with the Menzies Centre for Health Policy at the University of Sydney, and she's been watching this space closely for a decade or more. Welcome, Leslie. Uh, Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. You say that the Senate report should be seen as a failed opportunity. Why is that? Look, it's a really excellent, scary summary of where we currently are with dental and oral health, but it actually doesn't tell us anything that we didn't already know. Uh, Perhaps the only thing it tells us is that the numbers have gotten worse since the last report. So what I think we were hoping for was was a set of actionable recommendations, a sort of a roadmap to get policy development and implementation underway. Um, Many of the recommendations that the report made were sort of a cop-out, kind of generalities of things that said the different levels of government should work together. Well, we've known that for, what, 20 years. But, But perhaps it's really put it back on the agenda again, and there are several other things that are that could and should happen this year that that perhaps will be a real driver this time around. So the government has to make a response to this report. Uh, It should be delivered by February. There is a the National Oral Health Plan expires this year, so that will have to be reworked. The National Partnership Agreements, under which the federal government funds the states and territories to deliver public dental services, have been funded on a year-by-year-by-year basis, and, and that's a real opportunity in this year's budget to put them on a a longer-term, more sustained funding basis and to up the money. And the Albanese government has yet to respond to recommendations that were made in the review of the Dental Benefits Act um, that addresses the inequalities and the poor uptake of the child dental benefits schedule. So taken together, if you're an optimist, you (laughs) could think perhaps this time around the government is going to get started down the road. They're going to give us a vision. They're going to have a roadmap. They're going to get a bipartisan agreement, tripartisan, because I guess we need to get the Greens in there, so that when we get started down the road, If there's a change in government, that progress can continue and won't be upset because the next government wants to do something different. What sort of items would you see going into this roadmap? Look, I am not somebody who thinks that we can instantly have a denticare program, a universal healthcare program for everyone. It's just, uh, first of all, it's impossible to implement a big program like that, even if we had the money. And the money is is certainly a big issue. But I think you can certainly have that as a vision with a series of steps. And and, and I guess I see uh, two or maybe three, maybe four important (laughs) things. The first is that dental caries can be prevented. It's a preventive disease. 
uh, if if there's fluoride in the water supply, if kids very early on when they still have their baby teeth get get appropriate, uh, ed, their parents get appropriate education and they get appropriate uh, attention. Um, we know because there are lots of Australians walking around with perfect teeth, with hardly a filling, at the same time that there are lots of Australians walking around with terrible teeth. So prevention is way up there. Then I think we clearly have to do something for those who are most at risk. And I would list these as obviously the people who are geographically isolated because if you live in a rural and a remote area, we all know how hard it is to get access to any sort of health care, and that includes dental. And But people in aged care, uh, poor oral hygiene, poor dentition is a major cause of malnutrition and that affects falls and uh, frailty, all of those sorts of things. People who are severely disabled often have many of the same problems and they need specialised dental care. And then there's a group of Australians with certain chronic diseases and cancers people with diabetes, with uh, cardiovascular disease, HIV, AIDS, people who take certain drugs that that actually really affect the quality of um, their oral health and th- and they need specialised attention too. So you um, said and, that you like, – sorry. You and said I'll, that you, I'll add one more thing that right, you then. can't do any of this unless you have the workforce to do it in the, in the workforce in the right places. So you've said you've got two, no three, no four things that are a must-have. <laughs> Talk to me about cost. What is this going to cost? What would it cost? Well, it depends how you start. Um, the the uh, Senate report uh, did some costings, but most people who've paid attention to this think that they've severely underestimated the cost. They say that a universal dental care program would cost about $10 billion when fully implemented. But the way they've done that costing, they're really only looking at those people who are not currently covered. And if you genuinely had a universal program as opposed to a program that was more targeted by means testing, for example, then the bill would probably be closer to $20 billion a year. Now, that's a huge amount. It would be offset by significant amounts of money in terms of what's spent, for example, getting kids, uh, have the children having their teeth pulled in hospital under general anaesthesia. Right. So there's offsets there. But if, if you've got a cool $10 billion give, Leslie, a call. We do need to leave it there. But thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you. You're very welcome. Leslie Russell is Adjunct Associate Professor at the Menzies Centre for Health Policy at the University of Sydney. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.